the fourth prestigious King of the Ring, Stone Cold Steve Austin, an incredible victory. The first thing I want to be done is to get that piece of crap out of my ring. Don't just get him out of the ring, get him out of the WWF. Because I've proved, son, without a shadow of a doubt, you ain't got what it takes anymore. You sit there and you thump your Bible and you say your prayers and it didn't get you anywhere. Talk about your Psalms, talk about John 3.16. Austin 3.16 says I just whipped your ass. Come on, that's not necessary. All he's gotta do is go buy him a cheap bottle of Thunderbird and try to dig back some of that courage he had in his prime. As the king of the ring, I'm serving notice to every one of the WWF superstars. I don't give a damn what they are. They're all on the list, and that's Stone Cold's list, and I'm fixing to start running through all of them. His very first move as the executive was to sign Lamar Odom. Who was on hey, this was Sports, man. Come on, now. Hey, bro, you listening to the Sports Desk. You're listening to the Sports Show. New Sports Desk. Griselda, Griselda, Griselda. That's the guys. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Sports Desk. I'm your guy one more time, Dedrick L. Hicks Jr., one half of your sportsologist. And I know we've been gone for a long time, but it's okay. If we are back and ready to roll. Black, what's going on? What's up, man? D, we back, man. We back. Ready, happy to be back in the building, man, from the hiatus from a little break. Mm-hmm. But we back in the building, man, for another episode. <clears throat> one of your favorite sports artists. Back in the building once again, D. Let's get into it. Absolutely, absolutely. We are very excited to be back here at the Sports Desk. We know it's probably been almost a month or so, but y'all will be all right. Y'all will be just fine. Me and Black had to take a break too. All right, a lot of things going on, enjoying the holidays, getting into the new year, but all of that is over with. We are back. We will be continue to be consistent, dropping shows each and every week. All of our listeners, supporters. All of our fans, we greatly, greatly, greatly appreciate you guys for still rocking with us, even though we took a little break. All right, enough of all that. Black, we got a lot, a lot, a lot of things that we missed, a lot of things that we didn't get to talk about. And there's one thing in particular that, you know, we just have to discuss. All right, it's still kind of fresh out. Well, not kind of, it's still fresh out there. There's a lot of thoughts about it. And I know a lot of people in particular really want to know um what our takes are on antonio brown's uh what do you call it bizarre scene up in new york last sunday where he um you know did something and 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 provided us with material that we had never seen before a player throwing off his pads and his jersey and slinging them to the bench and running off the field, doing jumping jacks and hip hip parade. Look at me, Antonio Brown. Just to speed up the content here, and AB was, you know, released by the Bucks just the other day. Bruce Arians told his side. AB is telling his side. 
But all in all, Black, here we are again with another Antonio Brown situation. So a couple questions that, uh, you know, we got to get through. First of all, Black, were you stunned? Were you surprised um, at at what you saw transpire on the sideline with Antonio Brown? Um, I'm not I'm not stunned by AB not being a book. Am I stunned at the was I stunned at the antics? Actics that he, you know, the portrayed the antics that he per- portrayed uh, during the game. Yes, I said, man, this man is damn crazy, you know. <laughs> but hey, AD's just one of them guys, man. He had he does way he does things a different way than every, everybody else. But I knew the the whole thing with the fake COVID shot record thing, and yeah, I knew that card. was the fake card. I knew that was kind of a big deal, and. The writing was kind of really on the wall there, and well, how long will he really last after that? But man, just to see him, you know, do what he did at uh, versus the Jets, uh, the taking his pass off and running uh, off the football field into the locker room, man. Now it it was hilarious, and I was like, man, that's crazy. But man, to see everything come out and everybody tell tell their sides, you know, it's two t- two sides to every story, man. And to see, you know. What AB put out there about him being injured and Bruce Aaron saying that he didn't know uh, about the injuries of Tom Brady's trainer and I'm like, man, it's just a whole, it's just a whole bunch. And but me personally, D, I think really both of them, um, it looks bad on both parts on 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 Tampa and AB because AB. He should be able to avoid situations like this. Now this is what the third or fourth time we're seeing. You know, these type of antics from A.B. are not, you know, just being loud and doing things in a way he shouldn't be doing it. And Tampa, if they knew this man was hurt, they should have not uh, uh, had him in that plan in that football game. Shouldn't have been getting them ready for the playoffs because A.B. is a person you need for the playoffs. And now you don't have him at all. And you're already down uh, one of your top receivers that won't be playing in the playoffs. So. Um, I think this is a, a bad look on both parts, D, but definitely, definitely a hilarious moment with AD running off the field. Yeah, for me, was I surprised by the antics? No. Uh, was I Was I uh, just dumbfounded at what he did? Sure. I mean, never in all my years of watching football, uh, I'm 37 years old, watched a lot of football, never really seen a player really get off like that and... Um, just display that type of energy on the field. Um, AB is he's a he, AB is a special talent and a special case because just to keep it real, AB is all about AB. AB is his brand. What you hear, what you see from him, is a brand. AB is marketing himself to let it be all about me. He's the best on the field. The flyest dress. You know, but the one thing that stands about him is they all say that he works hard, and I can uh, attest to that. If you know, no one has ever said anything about AB's work ethic. Uh-huh. No one has never said his talent is undeniable. But when you start getting the success that he did in Pittsburgh, the money that he got from the Raiders, you start to feel like you are bigger than the room. He said it himself. He said it on the um, the shop when he was on there with LeBron. And them, they gonna play by my rules. I don't need this money. They need AB. 
That's what he was saying on the shop. This was what, almost a year and a half ago when he was released by the Steelers and ended up with the Raiders. And then the very next week, he was cut by the Raiders for calling the general manager a cracker on the field and throwing the football at him. And now more stories come out about Antonio Brown. Just follow me here. Big Ben, he threw a football at Big Ben and kicked over the cooler during the game because he wasn't getting the targets that he wanted to get. Let's go to Oakland. Ah, uh, for whatever reason, he just could not get on the same page with the general manager and John Gruden. Released. He goes to New England. Tom Brady sticks his neck out, say, hey, come on, A.B., let's make it work. He convinces Belichick. He convinces Mr. Kraft that he'll be able to do his thing. They bring him in. What does A.B. do? He texts his accuser. An accuser is someone who is accusing you of doing something. Well, A.B. was accused by a young lady of doing something. He texts her after strict instructions from his lawyer team not to have any contact with the young lady. And what does he do? He texts her. He threatens her. He, he, he bullies her to try to drop this case. What does a young lady do? She goes to Sports Illustrated with the material. Okay. They cut him the very next morning. Bill Belichick and the Pats come the next morning. What's next? A.B. suspended for almost a whole season. He's floating around, floating around. And guess who says, let's come on back down and try this again? You guessed it, the GOAT. Tom Brady brings him to Tampa. And not only does he bring him to Tampa, he brings him into his house with Giselle and the kids. Gives Antonio Brown not only his own setup in the house, but he also says, hey, A.B., you could train with my trainer. Pliability. You can do this program with me and Gronk. So, okay, AB's on, right? He's he's in Tampa. He's with the GOAT. They do their thing. And what do they do? They win a Super Bowl. Perfect. Look like AB's back on track. No, no, no. Old contraire. I told anybody <laughs> who would listen, it's coming. He got him a ring. He got him a touchdown. He's proven to still be AB. Through all of that, it's vaccine time. The NFL says what? You need to be vaccine. Players around the league need to be vaccine. Have your vaccine so you can, uh, you know, not have to do the strict regimens that all the other people will have to do without being vaccinated. First team out on the gates, the Tampa Bay Bucks say we are 100% vaccinated. Coaches, players, owners, everyone is completely vaccinated. Mm-hmm. We are almost 11 to 12 weeks into the season, probably 10 weeks into the season. Breaking news across the Television. Tony O'Brien's vaccination is fake. Never got it. His chef outed him because he owed him $5,000. And the chef outed Antonio Brown and his girlfriend. That AB never got the car. Did it stop there? Anybody say, oh, AB's done. He's done. He's done. He's done. I said that he's not done. Because you want to know what happened that same week the vaccination car status was fake? Chris Godwin goes down. He's done. Everybody said, A.B., be released in a day. Now I said, no, he won't. No, he won't. And what happened? You never heard another peep. Oh, but he's, you know, he's suspended for three games. Well, A.B. was already out nursing an ankle for six to seven games. A.B. missed eight games this year. So the league said, okay, we'll give him three-game suspension while he's nursing the ankle. Bruce Arians ain't say a word. Because Bruce Arians said it was a no-tolerance policy with Antonio Brown. One mistake, he's out of here. Now, Black, let me ask you this. If you ran a business... And your employees had to have the vaccination status. And you found out that one of your employees lied and was never was vaccinated and carry around the car saying they were. And you found out they weren't black. What would you do? Uh, see you later, sir. See you later. Did that happen to Antonio Brown? No, it did not, sir. You want to know why I didn't? Because talent rules everything. <laughs>
Moving along here, we get back. AB's grooving. The week before, AB had 15 targets. AB's cruising like he's just fine off that ankle. We get to the Jets last Sunday, and this is where it all boils down. And I know I'm telling you things that you already know out there, listeners. But I'm saying all this to say this one point. AB lost his mind with the Jets. Because there's one thing that he's not going to be able to come back from. You want to know what that is? <laughs> That's going at the GOAT. So now, you want to go at Tom Brady. You want to call at Tom Brady and say, oh, you're throwing back to your homeboy now. Huh? Oh, you, you, why you stop throwing me the ball, Tom? Tom said, get the hell out my face on the sideline. What you talking about? Keep your head in the game. Stay focused. So after that took place, Antonio Brown tells the offensive coordinator, Byron Leverage, and the wide receivers coach when they call for your group set to go out on the field. By the way, the Bucs are down 24 to 10 in the third quarter, by the way. You tell them, I ain't going in. They ask you again, A.B., your group is out on the field. I ain't going in. Next up, Bruce Arians is made aware. Hey, A.B. say he ain't going in. Bruce say A.B. back in the game. A.B. says what? I ain't going in, coach. I ain't getting enough targets. Bruce Arians said, doesn't die to get the F out of here. You're done. You're not a buck. Then A.B. takes off his pass. And before he could take off, excuse me, before he could take off his pass and run off the field, Mike Evans, who is one of the most respected Men in all of football. They call him the ultimate team player in Mike Evans. They say Mike Evans is the true soul, heart, and soul of the Bucks. He tried to calm A.B. down, but he couldn't. And then he told A.B., brother, hell with you. So when Mike Evans, with the respect that he has around the league, washes his hands of Antonio Brown, what else can you do? And now I said all this to say, oh, A.B., he got done his way because he black. <laughs> oh, A.B. was done this way because he's misunderstood. Mental health is his issue. And I agree with you on that. Mental health is a serious issue. And Antonio Brown clearly has them. I would never make mockery if somebody has mental issues. But here's my problem with Antonio Brown. Do you think Antonio Brown was smart enough to keep his mouth closed? And move on to his next situation? No, he's not. Now he on podcast. Talking about Tom Brady, Bruce mm. Aarons. Now he on a world tour. Giving his side of the story. Talking trash about the books. The very man who led you in his house. Sleep in his bed. With his wife and his kids sleep. His name just happened to be Thomas Patrick Edward Brady Jr. He's the greatest football player ever. He, he just so happened to reach out to you. And you burn him? I'm here to let you know you'll never see Antonio Brown in another uniform. <laughs> the very image that you saw, Antonio Brown running off the New York Jets football field will be the very last time that you see him. I will be stunned if he gets another job. And if he gets another job, he'll be playing for the Lions or the Jaguars to put butts in the seats. Because not another contender whatsoever will bring him in. Antonio Brown, I wish you the best, man. But everybody out there, y'all can miss me with all this defending the AB. As a professional, you don't handle yourself that way. If any one of you were to go to your jobs and did what Antonio Brown did, you would be unemployed, just like Antonio Brown. 
If any one of you went to your job and showed your butt like Antonio Brown did, and then, and then go to podcasts like uh, you would, in your case, you'll go to Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter and talk trash about your company and your boss, you'd never work again. <laughs> Just like Antonio Brown. <sighs> I love AB's talent. I hell, I'm one of the few people who love AB music. Amazon, hey, I've been Amazon. But I can't go for this. I can't go for this. When you aim at the GOAT, that means your time is up. The NFL will protect the shield. Mm -hmm. They will protect the greatest of all time. And he will not play in the National Football League again. Black, any last thoughts on Antonio Brown? I know I took up a lot of time there. Yeah, man. I I, I think it's just crazy him to go on the podcast and... Just like I, I don't understand it, and 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 I was looking for what Brady was going to say after the whole thing happened. And Brady, just typical Brady, he mm-hmm. kept it even, skeeving. He kept it even, skeeving. Kept it cool. Didn't cross a line, Mm-mm. none of that. But Brady told us that before on the Shop Podcast. He said he's never, he's not the guy who's always going to say what you want to hear. No, remember he told us that on the Shop on the podcast. He told us. He told us he was like, I don't have like he was like I'm really. Scared of crossing that line mm-hmm. He said I'm a guy like He said I applaud you guys For speaking your mind I just can't do it Right He ain't built like that <laughs> He ain't built like that So For AB to then come out After Tom Brady didn't go against you He did not Or do anything like that You bash him On a podcast Yeah Talk crazy And That is the Ultimate disrespect Especially towards the GOAT As yes. you said Yes but to do that, D, I would have to agree with you. We won't see Antonio Brown again. And my thing with the whole thing was, I'm looking at the situ- the situation with New York. I'm thinking, oh man, what, what is this? Is is he has he lost his mind? These things he's putting out is AB telling the truth? Is the Bucks trying to cover it up? Or no. What what what's no. really going on here? No, not to interrupt you real quick, but let me say something real quick about that ankle injury. That's a BS from AB. Mm-hmm. It's all BS. If Antonio Brown was injured, you would have seen trainers with him. When a player gets hurt, it ain't the head coach's responsibility to diagnose that player. You know who, whose uh, responsibility it is? It's the trainers who get paid millions of dollars to do so. Okay. Did we ever see a trainer with Antonio Brown? No, because he was working with... Um Tom Brady's guy. Did you see anybody on that sideline during the game treating AB? Not at all. Zero, right? Zero, yeah. So, AB wants to use this now. Ain't nobody 100% in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Tom Brady. At this point, yeah. Tom Brady nobody. played on a torn MCL the whole season last year. Sure did. So, when he started talking about that, his ankle hurt. Shut up. I don't care about that. People out here in the street tell me, boy, AB got a case on. AB ain't got nothing. These boys out here torn, playing with torn labrums. MCLs, these boys out here severely hurt. Mm-hmm. And due to the fact that he couldn't get his way, he wanted to try to pull that car. The NFL probably laughed at the accusations. <laughs> they laughed at that. That boy ain't got no case. His <laughs> ankle. And then he gonna say, oh, I'm gonna get an MRI. Bro, they already got an MRI on your ankle. That's why you missed seven games. That's why you missed seven games. He has nothing here. That's why you hear nothing about him potentially having a case because of his injury. If the man was hurt, because you know me, black man, you we human too, right? Mm-hmm. And if I roll my ankle, I'm gonna expect somebody to be down there checking on me. <laughs> yeah. This is an NFL player. 
So if he's hurt in any type of way, Black, we would have seen trainers around him nonstop, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay, that's all I got. Yeah, I, and, and for, for me, man, just to, just to answer to A.B. And then, bro, it's like three strikes and you out, bro. <laughs> Five strikes in this case. <laughs> yeah, well, man, it's, it's, it's crazy that A.B. has literally blown his last opportunity to do anything yeah. or, you know, people to talk about him in a positive light. Yeah. Like you're leaving the league, league again in a, in, a in, negative, ugly way. in an ugly way, in a negative light. So for this to go down and sad for A.B., um, like you say, D, hey, man, you hate to say it, but you probably seen the last uh, uh, Antonio Brown in the probably NFL. Probably so. Probably so, probably so. And of course, we'll monitor this. Any new stuff, you know, we'll, you know, we'll talk about it. But we just, you know, we've been holding on to this for it, this over a week. I think today is a week since all this happened. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of worked out in our favor because we were able to see more and more and more come from it. But I said all that to say, <laughs> my dog AB hey, got a new record out. Hey, look, man, what's up, <laughs> bro? I'm just, I we forgot to mention that this man, this man left the stadium and called him a Uber, bro. Went the to man the was, he went, he called him a Uber and went to the next game. <laughs> This man had on a Balenciaga first standing outside the, the stadium. <sighs> this man called him an Uber and went to the Brooklyn Nets football the game. The man left Manhattan and went to New Jersey. Then went to Brooklyn. <laughs> just to go to the game and sit by Fabulous. I thought that was hilarious. My it was funny to me too. <laughs> I was like, oh, he just ain't get back on the plane at all. That man just oh, went to Brooklyn. Boy, boy. I said all that to say it all, all that, man. Shout out my dog, AB, man. We got a new record, man. I'm going to play a little bit of it, man. It's called Pit, Not the Palace, man. Check out this new AB, hey, dog. Man. And we're going to get back to it, for man, sure. Sit back, wait for the moment, man, to see you run down the field again, brother. I told you from day one, this was going to be a tough move. You made it. You came through the fire. Be ready to see the light. I... Hey, bro, you listening to the sports day? I'm from the pit, not the palace. I gotta run it, style it. Hit on the gas, make it growl it. Jump in the coupe with no mileage. Came from the struggle. I had to hustle. Get out the muscle. New AB though. Yeah, he definitely he definitely went to uh, Fab Studio and put that down. That same bro. night. <laughs> Pit not the palace. A B out now. Ooh. iTunes everywhere, man. I added it to my gym playlist. I can't wait to listen to that this week as A B get off once again. All right, Black, let's move it along, man. Now, Black. The Reduced Lunch Fantasy Sports League has come to an end. It is a wrap. And Black has won the league once again. (laughs) Back-to-back championships for Black. Now, I'm going to let Black get off. Shout out to Kevin Dunbar, who also made it to the championship game. Both of those guys had great seasons. Probably, ultimately, the best two teams in the league uh, throughout the year. Freddie Briggs had a hell of a team himself. Uh, but Dunbar and Black probably had the best, best two teams throughout the whole season. Black ultimately be, uh, becoming the winner. Black, going to get off, man. You are indeed a two-time Reduced Lunch Sports Fantasy League champion. Have your moment, my man. Oh, uh, yeah, man. I'm uh, very humble right now. You know, you know, grateful to be back-to-back champs of uh, the Sports Desk Fantasy Football League. 
you know, it's hard work. It's hard work, man. Mm-hmm. You know, you just gotta you, you just gotta do things right, man. You gotta do your homework. You gotta draft right. You know, you gotta have a couple of things shake your way, and you know that's what happened in fantasy. Mm-hmm. You know, so you know anyone who sees me going back to back or said, "But dang, Ernest won again. He went back to back." Don't be. It's 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 okay, man. It's okay. But I'm excited. You know, D. Thanks for the opportunity. You know, allowing me to be in the league. <clears throat> you know, to show that you know I'm very capable. Of you know winning championships You know and knowing What I'll be talking about What we sit here and talk about At the sports desk every Sunday You know I I know what I'm doing You know and it's no harm in that You know but I'm very appreciative Very humble You know back to back (sighs) champs You know that can never be taken away from me Uh You know and people will always remember I'm going to make them remember That Black was the first back to back champ of the Sports Desk Fantasy Football League. <laughs> we have breaking news into the Sports Desk. I said we have breaking news into the Sports Desk. All right, so the breaking news is, is that Black <laughs> has been found to be ineligible at this point in time, to continue into the Reduce Lunch Fantasy Sports League. At this current time, Black is under investigation oh, man. by the fantasy gods and the Reduce Lunch Sports staff. If We need to determine if he will be indeed allowed to compete in the 2022 Reduce Lunch Sports Desk Fantasy League. So that is breaking news into the sports desk. There is a thorough investigation on Black's involvement with the sports desk, Dang. which he is now a back-to-back champion. So that is that is uh, breaking news here into the sports desk. Well, and well, we I didn't know I was under investigation, my boy. Like, yeah, we are. Yeah, we got you. fantasy football, man. Which I'm what I'm under investigation for. Yeah, you're under investigation. You know, I had a great opponent. You know, shout out to Dunbar, man. He yeah, pushed great me. Opponent. Yeah. He pushed me to greatness once again. Sure, sure. You know, congratulations you know, to you. Con- you know, he pushed me to greatness. Yeah. You know, shout out to Dunbar. Shout he out gonna Dunbar. be back. You know, and if I have to sit out, I'm pretty sure Dunbar will come and win this thing. But you know, what I'm saying, okay, it's always gonna be number one or number uno in this fantasy league. Okay, you know, and Back-to-back champs, that says it all. What else needs to be said? Then us in sports, when you go back-to-back, what do you remember that as? The back-to-back champ. That's all they say about you, back-to-back. That's what you hear. We're going to get a shirt made. It'd be black, back-to-back champ. That's yeah, what so, we need to put yeah. on it. So we will let y'all know how well, this investigation. What's up, man? Yeah, we'll let y'all know how this investigation goes down. And when we get a conclusion uh, to Black's involvement with the Sports Desk League, we will let y'all know. And once again, congratulations to Black on being the 2021 Reduced Lunch Sports Fantasy League champion. Well, look, let me say this. If I got to sit out, then, man, our, our football, college football correspondent, Cedric, has to come back. He's, Mr. Farr has to come, he, Mr. Farr has to come back in if I'm going to get kicked out. He, he probably won't because he's probably going to be texting as soon as he hears this that it was rigged like he thought. <laughs> he's probably... <laughs> He's probably going to be saying he knew all along that this was a bunch of bull jive. So, Tyrone uh, Carpenter, man, come on back if I'm if I'm going to get put out the league, bro. Right, right. Come on back. 
Right. So, yeah, there's your update. Uh, thank you for everybody who participated in the league. We had a great showing, a lot of great teams, a lot of great moments, a lot of fun. Um, and we'll be doing it again next year. All right, we'll be doing it again next year. Black uh, has the trophy uh, that we had for the winner of this thing. So uh, thanks for again for everybody who participated. And like I said, we'll be doing this again next year. And I will let y'all know at a later date if Black will indeed be eligible to go for a three-piece. So stay tuned. All right, Black, let's move along. Black, it's been two years. Two years, and he's back. That Splash Brother is back. Black Clay Thompson, a.k.a. Jackie Moon, is back on the court tonight. Me and Black are recording this podcast on a Sunday night. It's around 6 o'clock. Warriors, Cavs, tip at 8.30 on NBA TV. Black, let's talk about Clay Thompson, man. Two years. His last game was back in 2019, back in June in the NBA Finals where he tore his ACL in Game 6. And then, no, it was game five. And then into his training, running up and down the court, open basketball. He tears his Achilles and he's out again. He's been grinding and grinding and grinding. And now one of the best players in the league, one of the greatest shooters of all time, is back on the floor tonight. Black, what are your thoughts on Klay Thompson's return? Man, I'm excited to see him back, man. You know, I'm excited. I'm happy he's back, man, because the last time we seen him, you know, he was about to drop a 50-piece on the Raptors, man, but he got hurt and tore his ACL. Yeah. But, man, if, you know, Klay Thompson can come back and be, you know, 70 80% of, you know, what he was, man, I think that's a good thing for the Warriors. I know Draymond and uh, Steph and those guys are ecstatic to uh, have him back on the court with him tonight. Uh, I'm definitely going to be, you know, keeping an eye on this tonight to see how it looks, you know, the nerves and the jitters. I know he's going to have them tonight, but I just want to see how Clay looks, man, and see what type of game he has, you know. And I'm 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 excited, D. I'm a little nervous for him because you definitely never want anything to happen else to happen. He's been through a long road, uh, but ecstatic to see him back. You know, hopefully this can get the Warriors a boost. We'll see if this gives them a boost because they kind of been struggling of lately. But, you know, shout out to Klay Thompson, man, for putting in the hard work to get back on the basketball floor, on the basketball court to, you know, be able to compete for a championship. Happy to see Klay Black. Klay back, excuse me. One of the best players in this league. Uh, before he went down, he was the best two-way player in this league. He was one of the better defenders on the perimeter, one of the greatest shooters of all time. And Draymond Green gets a lot of credit for being like the fuel and the engine to that team. But Clay was the dog. Clay was the true dog of that team. If you look at Clay, Clay was the only one that will publicly go at LeBron in the finals. None of them, none, no one else went at LeBron. Clay was the only one in the media talking that yak back to LeBron. He just got that energy about him. He got that dogmatic, you know, uh, 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 competitive spirit. Um, and it's going to be great to see him back. Um, looking really forward to his um, uh, reception that he gets uh, at home. Um, it should be a great one for sure. Um, just happy that we get to see Clay and Steph back together. Um, get to see Draymond back in the mix. I mean, just happy to see uh, what that thing is going to look like. Um, the Warriors have been tremendous, arguably the best team in this league so far this season. And if you could get Clay Thompson back, like Black said, eighty percent of Clay. Man, good luck. Good luck. Right now, the Warriors are the favorites, you know, the second favorite to win the championship after the uh, Brooklyn Nets. So, you know, we'll see how that goes. But once again, happy to see Klay Thompson back. Big fan of Klay. 
And uh, I'm just going to be real. It's, it's just going to be weird to see him back out there because it's been so long. Quick stat for you. Ever, John Morant, Zion Williamson, all of these young players who have been in the league two to three years, they've never played on the same court with Klay Thompson. He's been going for that long, That's man. That's crazy, man. He's been going for that long. So very, very, very excited to see Klay Thompson back. So congrats, Klay. Do your thing. Stay healthy. And I look forward to seeing you play. All right, man, we're going to transition out of that, man. We're going to get into the national championship game that's taking place tomorrow night. The Dogs and the Crimson Tide uh, take uh, are battling for the national championship uh, tomorrow night. We're going to talk about that. The NFL playoff picture is getting tighter and tighter. But before we do all of that, man, let's go ahead and get into this top five. Black, let's get into it, man. Talk to me. What we going on? What's going on with this top five this week? Yeah, man. This week's top five in the spirit of NFL playoff football. D, I need to know from you your top five teams. The five teams that you think can make some noise or have a good playoff run to potentially get to a Super Bowl. So I need your top five teams going into the playoffs in the NFL. All right, so this is no in particular order, one through five, but these are the five teams that I got going in here. First, I got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the reigning defending champions. Uh, to beat a man, you got to beat the man, all right? And somebody get the opportunity to knock off Buck Brady and the Bucs. Then they're playing well. I mean, I don't know what the hell's going on with them in Carolina today, but got to have the champs in there. Number four, the Cincinnati Bengals. I think the Bengals are a team that people are not going to want to see. Young Burrow, young Jamar Chase, what they've done this season has been astronomical. Jamar Chase is absolutely out of his mind today versus the Cleveland Browns. Cincinnati, watch out for him. Up next, the Kansas City Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes, boy, and that group, they are as battle-tested. They probably They are probably the most battle-tested group in the whole tournament. They have an opportunity to go to a third straight Super Bowl this year. Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, watch out for Number two, my Dallas Cowboys. My Dallas Cowboys. That defense is one of the ferocious defenses in this league. They lead the league in takeaways. You got all three levels covered. If Dak Prescott can be efficient and not turn the ball over, watch out for those Cowboys. And number one, I got to go with the Green Bay Packers. I just think the Aaron Rodgers and the Packers are just flowing like water. I mean, for them just to, I mean, each week, week in and week out, closing out the season, they just look like, to me, the team to beat going into this thing. I'm going to go to Green Bay Packers as well in this list. Black, what you got? All right, that's a good five, D. Uh, for me, I got, at number five, I got the New England Patriots. Mm-hmm. Man, Bill Belichick and this, this, this group of guys he's got and this great defense that he has, it's going to be really tough for a team to have the New England Patriots come in their building during the playoffs, man, and get a win. It's going to, you know, Bill Belichick is a mastermind 
uh, in the playoffs. So we'll see what happened with the New England Patriots at number four, the Dallas Cowboys. Man, I love what the Cowboys doing. I, I haven't been – I've been up on the Cowboys all year. But only thing for me with the Cowboys is them winning the big game, beating the elite teams. And going into the playoffs, we're going. they're going to have multiple opportunities to do that. So I got the Dallas Cowboys at number four. At number three, I have to agree with you, D, the Cincinnati Bengals. What does this league do? You What do you have to be able to do in this league? Throw the football. And Cincinnati does that well. Jamar Chase, uh, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, uh, Joe Barrow. I mean, man, this thing look like LSU all over again. So I'm excited to see what the noise that Cincinnati can make in the playoff, especially with them having a home game in Cincinnati. Number two for me, the Green Bay Packers. Like D said, man, these boys are just, just doing it all right now. Offensively, they look good. Defense does just, does just enough to get stops and Brady. And I mean, and uh, Aaron Rodgers handles the rest. You know, with that offense with Devontae Adams, and then look like Alan Lazard coming along here now. So it's it's, it's getting it's getting. <clears throat> It's getting better already, and they already uh, one of the top teams in the league. So uh, I got Green Bay at number two, and then at number one, I'm gonna roll with the Los Angeles Rams. They've been winning, they've been winning really close games these past couple of weeks, but they've been big wins to have them at a 12 and four record. So going into the playoffs, I want to see what they'll be able to able to do. Hopefully, they can lock up this two seed and get something going. But they're in a battle right now with the San Francisco 49ers. So. We'll see what happened with the Rams, but they're still my team to look out for at number one in the playoffs. Yeah, so so very excited. We're going to get more into NFL playoff football, but uh, just so very excited, man, that we are here. I mean, they got a super wild card weekend coming up this weekend. Playoff games Saturday, Sunday, and for the first time ever, Monday night, football fans. You are you drooling out <laughs> the mouth like me? Can't wait. We're gonna talk yeah. about that. Hey, in, uh, I told I told uh, one of my coworkers. He was like, "Man, I wonder, I, I wonder what they're gonna put the Cowboys." I said, "Come on, man, come on, man. They gonna eat, they get in the night slot. I don't know if it's Monday, Sunday or Monday, um, Saturday or Monday, Saturday or Monday for sure. Sunday or either Monday. That's be, what I think. I think. Saturday night or Monday night. The Cowboys. They gonna have Monday. a night slot. I just don't know what slot is gonna be in, yeah. but they definitely gonna have one of the night games. But I love it, man. To push wild card out the Monday night. I, like I think it. that's amazing like to do. And then I, it looks like what they're doing. They're incorporating, you know, Herb Street and Fowler and them. In this in this stretch, they're going into the playoffs. Plus, they have to do the national championship. But to see them hear them doing football game last night for the NFL, I think that was a big deal. D. Yeah, great weekend for the NFL coming up. Look forward to it. All right, let's go ahead and get into our start. But you cut. Very eager to hear what Black uh, has for me uh, this week. New sports desk. I am back. What it do, baby? Oh yeah. All right, Black. Let's go ahead and get into this week's star bench or cut. All right, D, this week, man, I said, you know what? I'm going to be a little petty this week, man. <laughs> okay. You know, we have a great group track, me, you, Dunbar, sure. and our f- college football course, uh, correspondent, Tyrone Copper. We have a great group chat. So I got to thinking. I was like, man, we had a conversation when we was talking about just 
Miami, Florida, Florida State. So I got to think, I was like, man, let me find three receivers from each one of those schools. Okay. From each one of those schools, and let's see, you know, what D would do with this. So D, start bench a cut. I want to know, you got Percy Harvin from the Florida Gators, Peter Warwick from the Florida State Seminoles, and Andre Johnson from the Miami Hurricanes. Who you starting, who you benching, and who are you cutting? Uh, this is simple for me, uh, <laughs> with no disrespect, but I'm going to start uh, Peter Warwick. Mm. Um, me personally, I know we had a conversation on Warwick versus Harvin uh, a while ago. I really can't remember who was all involved, but for me personally, call it bias. I'm going with Warwick. I'm going to bench Percy Harvin. Going to bench Percy Harvin. I'm going to cut Andre Johnson. Look, Andre Johnson was a fantastic, <laughs> fantastic player. But if you want to go electric. With one cut in the game, you got to go Harvin, you got to go Warwick. They literally <laughs> changed the game on different aspects, punt, return, kickoff, whatever you want to name it. That's why I'm going with those two guys. No disrespect to Mr. Johnson. What you got? Man, it was tough for me. Really? Yeah, man, because I'm a fan uh, of all three of these guys. Um, two of them caused me a lot of headache and heart, you know, heart broke. Of course. Being, my heart being broken. But, yeah, man, for me, I had to uh, – I have to agree with you, D. I started, I started Peter Warwick. I I benched Andre Johnson and I cut Peter. I mean Percy Harvin. Really? Yeah. Wow. I did. Okay. Because I just man, just something about Andre Johnson when he was at Miami with that team, man. It was just amazing to watch. But no disrespect to uh, Percy Harvin. Uh, he was a great football player, like you say, very electric. But I had to cut him and uh, give Andre Johnson a nod. Okay, all right. Very interested to hear what some of our yeah. uh, <laughs> some of our friends think about uh, your choices. So I think that was a good one, man. All three of those guys were great in their own right, but uh, I got to go dynamic, man. And Warwick and Harvin was dynamic. That's what they were. All right, man. So we're gonna come out of our start, bitch. You cut. Let us know what you think about our top five and our start, bitch. You cut. We would love to hear from you guys. All right. So round two tomorrow night. For the national championship, the dogs, the Crimson Tide, boy oh boy, let's go ahead and get into it, man. Black, here we go. Round two for the national championship. You have the number one ranked. The roles are reversed this time. The number one ranked Alabama Crimson Tide taking on the number three ranked Georgia Bulldogs. Alabama, the reigning defending national champion. Just four weeks ago, we seen Alabama absolutely eviscerate. The then ranked number one, the then number one ranked Georgia Bulldogs. But Black, we have seen this before in the SEC, where your SEC championship game produces one winner, and then your national championship game produces another. 
Black, let's go ahead and get into it, man. Let's just get this thing off and going. Black, who will win the national championship on Monday night? Will it be the dogs finally crossing the finish line? Kirby Smart, that generational defense from Georgia. Or will it be old St. Nick and the young Heisman Trophy winner, Bryce Young, Alabama going back to back Capturing a beautiful season, ending the season number one in the country. Black, who wins tomorrow night's national championship game? Oh, sir, this is not hard. The Alabama Christmas Tide. Wow, okay. That was pretty uh, easy yeah, for you. Pretty easy for me. I just don't think, I, I really don't believe Stetson Bennett can get the job done. Okay. Once he gets behind, Georgia has to play from in front for them to have a chance in this sure. game. And I don't think they can play play from the front. Um. I think Nick Saban going to have his guys ready to go. I think Georgia's going to be very well prepared and uh, up for the task. But for me, it's still Stetson Bennett, man. I don't know if he's the guy who can beat Alabama. You know, if if I'm proven wrong, good for them. But until then, I'm rolling with the tide and Nick Saban. Yeah, for me, uh, I thought about this back and forth, back and forth. But it's just under one condition for me. And that condition is the quarterback. I'm with you. Now, I do think this would be a low-scoring affair. I do think that this would be a nasty game. If this does open up, it will open up in the second half. I think Stetson Bennett will be better this go-around than he was in the SEC Championship game. But Bryce Young is the better quarterback. He has the ability to make you pay. I don't know if Stetson Bennett is going to make Alabama play. I also am going going to go Alabama in a lower-scoring game. I got this thing like 24-21 Alabama, last second field goal. I just think the dogs are ready. I just think they are seeking revenge, and I just think they come to play. Kirby Smart and those boys will be ready. But I just got to go with Nick Saban, and I got to go with the young uh, freshman quarterback. I just don't see a situation where Stetson Bennett can drive down the field and knock off Alabama. I just don't see a scenario where that's going to take place. Nick Saban gets his eighth. National championship and goes back to back for the second time in his illustrious, iconic, and legendary career. Now, Black, what will allow Georgia to win this game? How can Georgia be the national championship? The champion? Because the question is, the census is going uh for Alabama. The money line is closing on this game. Right now, the, the money line is leaning towards Alabama at a negative three. Georgia is the favorite going into this game. They are. What would what would Georgia need to do to be national champions? For me personally, me personally, man, um, it's something I recognized in the game when Georgia played Michigan. How Stetson Bennett was able to use the tight ends in that game, it was amazing. And then and then what we've been seeing from them all year that they got away from in the first game against Alabama was using the run. Georgia is a really good football team, but if they can find ways to get the ball in the hands to their all-world tight end, that young freshman from California, man, that that could be a recipe for success. Alabama's defense gives up yardage. They give up touchdowns. If they can find a way to put that together with the run game and their defense just play all world, because usually when Georgia's defense gets a lead, they don't give it up. You know, Georgia defense has been really dominant until they play Alabama. Can they get pressure on Bryce Young? 
We've seen when he had pressure in his face, when he had to make decisions, he's made some good ones, and he also has made bad ones. A lot of loss to Texas A&M. But can Georgia do what it takes, throwing the ball to the tight end, using those backs, and making more plays than the Crimson Tide? That's what I'm going to be looking for, D, to see if they can beat the Crimson Tide. I just don't think they could do it, D. I don't know if Stanson Bennett is the quarterback to beat Alabama. If he can, I would love to see it because we already know what Alabama is. I would like to see another team horse the trophy, but until my eyes tell me otherwise, I will not go against Alabama. But for me, Georgia has to control the ball offensively, throwing it to the tight end and running the football. Yeah, at this point, I mean, I know Georgia can win this game. I know they can. They have a defense that is all world. I believe Georgia can penetrate Alabama's offensive line and make this a very long day for Mr. Bright Young, Bryce Young. I believe the Georgia Bulldogs can create havoc and get some turnovers. Look, Bryce Young, even though he's great and he's a Heisman Trophy winner, he's still a freshman. He's still a freshman. I know he's been in big, big, big games, but he ain't, he ain't never been in this. This is for everything. And this is a different kind of pressure. And now he has another target on him because he's the Heisman Trophy winner, only, what, the fourth freshman ever to do so. So, look, <clears throat> the Dawgs can win this thing. Will it surprise me if they do? No. If we come in here next week and the Georgia Bulldogs are national champions, I'm not going to be, you know, I'm not going to be blown away by it. But Georgia's defense has to win this. This defense has to perform like they perform all year long. They got to get turnovers. They got to be hellacious and relentless. They got to be flat out nasty out here. They got to bring the pain to Alabama. They got to. They got to have get back in the nastiest way on their mind. They got to. Because if they don't, if they don't, they will get embarrassed again. Nick Saban, Bill O'Brien, all of these coaches on the offensive side of the football, the game plan will be different than it was for the SEC championship game. I hope Kirby Smart and defensive I hope Kirby Smart and the defensive coordinators and coaches for the dogs know this. They're not gonna get the same punches that Alabama threw in the SEC title game. This is Nick Saban. They come another way. <clears throat> now, one thing that's gonna hurt Alabama this game, no Michi. No Michi. He's out. They are depleted somewhat at wide receiver. Now, Mr. Williams is that deal still. Well, they ain't having for the playoff game, so it really didn't matter. So, but this is different for the dogs, <clears throat> for the dogs. So, how can Alabama find that next consistent playmaker throughout the game? That's going to be the key. You're going to have to have big plays to beat this Georgia team. But Georgia, they're going to have to run the football exceptional. They're going to have to control the clock, and Mr. Stetson Bennett going to have to go over the top of quite a few times. He's going to have to. And if he can't do that, Alabama will win the national championship. They win the national championship. Now, Black, how do you feel about this game? We've seen some epic championship games. We've seen Alabama and Georgia before. Yeah, we have. You know, we've seen rematches with Alabama and LSU for the title. We've seen some, you know, very, very great national championship games. On your radar, on your meter, so to speak, 1 through 10, where does this championship game rank for you? One, you know, just on the excitement radar, dogs and uh, Crimson Tide. Um, I believe it's up there. It's up there for me. I, I, I think we're gonna get some exciting football. You know, when these team, two teams play, it's the uh, electricity is always through the roof. You know, so 
I'm I'm expecting a very good football game. Uh, very competitive. I would be now. I definitely would be shocked if someone just get their brains beat in. Mm. I definitely would be shocked at that. But uh, I'm excited about this football game. We're seeing once again why the SEC is that conference. You got two teams in once again. Once again, you know we always said if if you get two SEC teams into this playoff, you usually going to have them matched up in a national championship, and that's what we have once again. But I'm ecstatic. It's college football. Uh, I'm enjoy every bit of this game because this is the last game. This is the last hurrah, and then it goes all the way. It goes away for a really long time. So I'm going to enjoy it. For me, then for me, D is out of ten because I'm very excited. It being the last football game, so I'm thinking we're gonna get we're gonna get treated to a good one. Yeah, yeah, me too. I'm excited. I'm, it's up there for me as well. Uh, I'm out of ten with it as well. I just think this kind of matchup, man. Um, I can't even think of two teams who faced up like this. But all year long, I mean, what other matchup with this mega besides the SEC championship game with the two very same two teams that are now playing for the national championship? I mean, I'm very excited. Cannot wait to see what takes place tomorrow night um, for the national championship. All right, but let's talk about the college football as a whole, the playoffs. So once again, the semifinals were a complete letdown. Uh, Alabama handled Cincinnati with ease. And the shocker of all shockers was just Georgia's absolutely <sighs> folding Michigan uh, in the Orange Bowl. I don't think a lot of people saw that coming. I know a lot of sports betters, you know, were heavy on the Wolverines uh, going into that game. But Georgia just said, eh, eh, and really got the job done. So this Tuesday, the committee is going to be voting to expand the playoffs possibly to 12 teams starting in 2024. Black. Does the sense of urgency for this thing to expand need to happen now? Because I can't. T- yes, I can. I was about to say, I can't tell you the last competitive semifinal game. It was probably four or five years ago, Georgia, Oklahoma in the Rose Bowl semifinal game that went to double overtime with the dogs prevailing. That's the last competitive semifinal game that I can remember. Is it time to expand? Uh, I believe it is, D. I think for. You know, to give some of these other schools the opportunity, even though Cincinnati looked bad and got their brains beat in by Alabama, these these kids still did what it take to, you know, knock the door down. And I believe you got to give other teams chances, man, to do it. And especially in the in the power five, you got to give other teams chance to, you know, you know, even though they lose a game or two, they still have a chance to play for something. I think it'd be great for college football. I'm going to love it because college football would get extended a lot longer with with this playoff uh form, format. So, I would say yeah, I'm going to go uh go ahead and say yeah, D because you definitely want to see more teams get a chance and then see the Cinderella story in football cuz some of these one of these teams that you don't expect to beat this team, could they do it? Could we get a little shake up at the top once you get to the top Eight top four, you know it'll be very very interesting to watch, and I know we gonna cover it to you know like crazy. So I'm excited for it if it does happen, D. And I think it's something they really need to do in expanding to a, a 12 team. Of course, it's time. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of you hearing in year out watching these semifinal games be nothing. Black. What if Notre Dame or Oklahoma State was a semifinal game this year? That was a great game. That was it not? Yeah, that was a good game. Of course, of course. <laughs> of course it was. <laughs> Baylor and Ole Miss, if that was a semifinal game. 
Oh man! Until Mr. Carroll got hurt, you, Carroll got hurt. It was a good game. Oh yeah, we would have been all over that. We was over it. Yeah, before he, they didn't even make it. Still you was know, a good game. Say, yeah, still was a good game. Yeah. So there's opportunities for other teams to be a part of this. There's opportunity here, and it's time to make it happen, man. I couldn't help but watch the Fiesta Bowl and see the Irish and see the Cowboys go to battle. And it was an excellent game that I would have been happy with if it was a playoff game. Keep the bowl games. Keep your cotton bowl. Keep your peach bowl. Keep your sugar bowl. <clears throat> keep them. Put, put them in the playoff. Uh-huh. Take them New Year's six-day bowl games and make them the playoff bracket. It's time. It's time. It's such a letdown watching these semifinal games, man. Yeah. You got to hope that your national championship game is great. Now, luckily, we've been treated to some really good championship games. We have. Over the past, I don't know, five to six years. Even the Clemson LSU game, it got out of hand late. But that first half was real. That thing. <laughs> that first half was real. That thing was real, yeah. Burrow and the Tigers just, you know, was able to run away with it going into the third quarter into the fourth. But the buildup for that national championship yeah. game was insane. And definitely Clemson's second year with Sunshine, that was it. Oh, oh man, I was like, wow, so, what are we watching? Yeah, and yeah. Des- Deshaun's championship uh, yeah, attempt against Alabama, both of those games were both great. Both of them. Yeah, they definitely were. Both yeah. of, so we've seen some epic things, but these semifinals are just a turnoff. So let's get more teams involved. Will Alabama beat the hell out of their first-round opponent? Most likely. Most likely. But give someone else, give us something else to talk about. Give us something else to talk about because the committee... I don't see how they don't come to the uh, the uh, conclusion that, hey, if it's about money, there's money to be made. If it's about scheduling, y'all can figure it out. Y'all can figure it out. So teams this year like Baylor, Oklahoma State, Ole Miss, um, who else are some teams looking out on, on the out, outside looking Ohio in? Ohio State. Ohio State, mm-hmm. Utah. Utah, yeah. You know, like the Rose Bowl would have been a great semifinal game this year. Mm-hmm. The Buckeyes and, and, and the Utes. That would have been a great game. Yeah. The college football fan deserves to sit in front of their TV and get competitive games. They deserve to get that when we get to this time of year. And once again, i never forget that LSU-Oklahoma game. Burrow had eight touchdowns on the Sooners. <laughs> I'll never forget that. Man, that was I know that LSU. Was crazy. I know LSU is was a, is a great team, arguably the greatest team ever. But by God, in a playoff game. in a playoff game, and the Sooners weren't trash. They was twelve and one, Big Twelve champ. Yeah, the committee they need to get it done. They need to get it done. They need to get this thing expanded. Let's see what they do. Hopefully, sometime next week, we'll hear that they are making steps to expand this thing. So, the national championship game, most of y'all are probably listening to this on a Monday. So, Monday night, ABC, they're going to have all kind of telecasts, ESPN, ESPN2. We hope that we get a great and a classic. Me and Black are going with the Crimson Tide. The dogs are very much capable of winning this thing, and we look forward to breaking it down next week um, and seeing who indeed is the national champion. All right? So we're going to come out of college football, and we're going to get right into the national football league. Now, Black, when we started this podcast, the Rams was up 17 to nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Now we're in the fourth quarter of this game with a little bit over six plus plus left, 
And now this thing is 17 to 17. What is going on in Los Angeles? And this is why. This is why I cannot take the Rams to the Super Bowl. Mm. You up 17 nothing, and now you back. You let Jimmy Garoppolo with a broke thumb get back in this game. But let's talk about it, man. to it the national football league the season finale review that's what they call it we ain't calling it that but we are in the last week of the season the playoffs are starting next week black let's go ahead and jump into it let's go conference by conference let's start in the afc black let's start in the afc watching cooper cup just do beautiful things out here one-handed grab why this man why this man Cooper Cup ain't in the MVP conversation? <coughs> Why ain't nobody talking about Cooper Cup even being nominated for an MVP? I know most likely Aaron Rodgers is gonna win this thing. I know. I know. But come on, man. This dude is just ridiculous this year. Beautiful catch over war. War, get your life together. Look, Matthew Stafford, Jesus. All right, Black, let's go ahead and get into it, man. Let's go ahead and stop right in the NFC where we're at, in the NFC West to be particular. Well, in the NFC period. All right, Black, last night, the Dallas Cowboys, all right, took care of business, throwing a 50-piece on the Philadelphia Eagles. The Green Bay Packers are the number one seed in the NFC so far. The NFC East champion, the Dallas Cowboys. The NFC West champion is still being determined. The Rams win today, they're the NFC West champion. If the Rams win, Cardinals lose. If the, Rams if, the, lose. if the Rams lose, Cardinals win, Cardinals are NFC West champions. Or Cardinals lose, Rams are NFC West champ. Moving on to the NFC North, we already know what that is, the Green Bay Packers. So Packers, Cowboys, NFC West still up for grabs. And in the NFC South, of course, you have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, your wild cards, the Philadelphia Eagles get into the playoffs and likely your seven seed, likely your seven seven seed. seed. Yeah. And who else do we have in the NFC playoff? I believe we have what are you? Who else we got? So you got the Saints still kicking. They are beating the Falcons right now. Uh, Who else is in, in the NFC? Uh, in the NFC, you have the, you have Philly, and then you have uh, New Orleans. They're still alive. Uh, and the man. 49ers are alive. And the 49ers are alive. But they, I, I believe they have to win today. They have to win today. They have to win today to be in. Yeah. So, um, so those... I- yeah, those ahead. are your those those are the two teams that we know right now, but it's still some determination going on on how the seating would be. But I know for a fact Philly is locked in at the seventh seed. Yeah. Uh, in the NFC East. So at this, I mean the NFC playoff. So at this very moment, at this very moment, there are two two spot. There's still two spots in the NFC. All right, but let's go ahead and get it to it because we don't have the final matchups. This NFC playoff, this thing is loaded, man. This yeah, thing man. is. I can't remember. I can't remember 
a a a a conference playoff this loaded. <laughs> I can't remember. I mean, it's probably happened before. Cowboys got twelve wins. Rams got twelve. Cardinals got Cardinals eleven. Got 11. Well, Tampa got were, Tampa got twelve. You 12, were right. I mean, they twelve and four. The Bucks. I mean, the uh, Packers got thirteen. You you got to get all the way down to Philly mm-hmm. before you get a team that nine got only seven. nine wins. And then if 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 the Forty Nineers uh, win, the Forty Nineers get they have ten. They're gonna have oh they yeah have they got ten because they already got nine. Yeah, yeah so I mean this thing is just so hectic in the NFC. Black, I'm, we're not gonna get into predictions. At this very moment, but just this NFC playoff, man, what do you think about just all of the talented teams that are buying for a shot to get to LA to represent the NFC? Man, uh, by far the NFC is going to is stacked, man, in the playoffs. Like these teams, I'm expecting some tough, tough playoff football games, man, from these teams. Like all these teams are good, yeah. even your nine and seven. San Francisco team They just got through Talking about on TV No one wants to play The 49ers in the playoffs mm-hmm. No one wants the 49ers Coming into to their building And have to see them mm-hmm. Reasons being Look at what we're now At the 17-17 With the Rams mm-hmm. And the last time That we seen them Play the Rams They demolished the Rams And the Rams are 12-4 and four. So Teams are really good And then Can't forget about Philly Philly has been playing Some really good football to be able to get to uh, this point, they're the leading rushing team in the NFL this year. So it's it's going to be very exciting to see what these teams can do. Man, I mean, <laughs> I mean, the Green Bay, the Cowboys, the Rams, Tampa, uh, Arizona. I, I I just don't know, D. Like, man, these <laughs> these guys might beat each other up to try to get in the, get in for the Super Bowl, but. I'm expecting the best game, best uh, football games, man, to come from the NFC. I mean, from the NFC. This thing is a war zone in the NFC. The potential matchups that we could be, bro, bro we could get a a Bucks Rams first round matchup. How crazy would that be, bro? Man, Cooper Cup is just killing, I'm, man. I, for sure, Cowboys <laughs> and Cardinals rematch in the first round. I mean, we got some crazy matchups that could take place um, in this first round. But look, man, I mean, I just don't really know what to make of it. Because week in and week out, like, this thing is going to be a battle zone in the NFC. You literally got five to six teams who could go to the Super Bowl out of the NFC. And you know how the playoffs go. Ball got to bounce your way this way a little bit. Got to get a call this way a little bit. Got to have a little lady luck on your side. In these playoffs to get to the Super Bowl. So the NFC is just absolutely loaded. But in the AFC Black is where I find it to be the most intriguing. Mm-hmm. You got the kids out here making their debut. You got that kid out there in New England getting ready to make his debut. You got that kid up there in Cincinnati, the kids up there in Cincinnati getting ready to make their debut. You got that kid out there in Los Angeles. Mr. Herbert look like he's going to be able to make his debut. Well, he got to win tonight. So they got to win tonight. <laughs> but it look like they're going to be making their debuts out there in the in these playoffs. Black, you got the old guard still hanging around with Patrick Mahomes. You got the young upstart Buffalo Bills trying to get another crack at it out there in the AFC. Then you got the Tennessee Titans, mm. the number one seed in the AFC. And oh, by the way, he's back. The King. He's back. King Henry is returning 
with a bye week to get ready for whoever comes into Tennessee. Black people think they know. People, even despite it all, people are giving Kansas City the tip of the cap to make it back to the Super Bowl. But Black, I don't think it's going to be that easy. How do you feel about the AFC side this year? Well, uh, you know, bearing what happens tonight, I just want to say this about this team. After all the things they've been through this year, Raiders, yeah, the Las Vegas Raiders has a chance to make the playoffs. Playoffs mm-hmm. from firing a coach to losing one of their best players. I mean, just everything that they've been through, man, and they still right there, mm-hmm. you know. But we'll see what's going. We'll see what what's going to happen with them and the Chargers. But I'm expecting this game to be playoff like tonight on I, Sunday it should night be. football. It should be. You know, these boys gonna give it they all, man, for that for that one of those last spots. Yeah. But man, um, as you say, D, we got some some upstart man, some talent that we had never seen in the playoffs. The AFC looks a little different this year. It does. So you got some new faces in the AFC playoffs this year. And I have to agree with you. It's very intriguing in the AFC as well. I just think that NFC is just a gauntlet over there, man. That thing is real. But I'm so excited about the Bengals. The out, I just want to see what they're able to do and what draw will they have coming out the box. I'm excited to see the noise that they can make. And then I'm, expect, I'm, ex, I'm expecting to see some really good football from the New England Patriots football time. We know how Bill Belichick rocks in the playoffs. We'll see what happens. New guy at the helm, young quarterback, Mac Jones. We'll see what he can do. That defense is going to be great. And that's what you need in the playoffs sometimes is a really good defense going into it. So I'm going to be excited to see. And then, you know, Pat Mahomes, you know, they, they still there. You know, are they a little wounded and – is it some thoughts on what's going on with them? We've seen them get it really, really exposed in Cincinnati defensively. But we'll see what happens with them, depending on what type of matchup they get in the wild card as well, D. And like you said, the Tennessee Titans, who expected them to be number one seed, man? Crazy. Who expected it? You got to go to Tennessee to go to the Super Bowl, bro. Crazy. You got to go to Nashville. Crazy. To go to a Super Bowl. So, it's going to be exciting to watch. And then, p- them potentially having Big Hen back to get them some more ammo going into it. Julio looked good today. A.J. Brown looked good today. Tannehill looked like he back on track. You know. Tough. We, we, we still, you still can't sleep on Tennessee. No. You still can't sleep on them because you got to come to their building. So, it's going to be very exciting to watch. But my team definitely who I'm going to be keeping a close eye on, D, is the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah, and speaking of Cincinnati, man, let's speak on Joe Burrow for a second. Um, Just last week against Kansas City, I, I, I saw all I needed to see. That's a top five quarterback in this league. That's a top five quarterback in this league. <sighs> Hear me out. This ain't week two. Mm-hmm. This one week three. This was for the division. For them to win a division against Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, who needed the number one seed. This wasn't no, this wasn't no one o'clock game in uh in, in October. This was for the division in a building against Kansas City and Pat Mahomes, who fighting for the number one seed. And Joe Burrow said, let me get that. Jamar Chase, <laughs> let me get that. I was so impressed by the poise, the guts, and the competitive nature by Joe Burrow to tell Patrick Mahomes, no, you ain't doing it today. Not in here. I got to get me a chip. And he used to getting those chips, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> I'm 
not with that uh, whole thing, um, you know, give me your top five quarterbacks in this league. I'll give you two people off that list, but the rest of it's wide open. I'll give you Rodgers, and I'll give you Brady. The rest of it's wide open. And Mahomes. I'll give you three, excuse me. But the other two spots, they wide open. Mm-hmm. I'll put Joe Burrow in that conversation as a top five quarterback in this league. You got to be screwed up in the head to do what he did last week. <laughs> Matthew Stafford couldn't have did that last week. You're right. Hell, I love him, but that Prescott probably couldn't have did that last week. Josh Allen definitely couldn't have did that. Josh Allen would have got his brains probably beat in last week because we seen what happened to that boy. Yeah, but we seen him beat the Chiefs, though. But we ain't seen him in that. (laughs) We didn't. We We ain't seen him in that. Mm -mm. Not that atmosphere. Circumstances. Circumstances. I feel you. I feel you. That was impressive. And them kids. You got to go to their building for one game. They get a home playoff game in Cincinnati. So whoever it may be. (laughs) And and, and you want to know one thing that made me think, and we talked about this with the Jaguars when we were talking about uh, coaches, what they need. Like, yeah. Cincinnati head coach the same age as us, D. Mm -hmm. Young, upstart, young coach, vibrant. New mind. He got a bunch of young kids. He look at he probably look, look, look at these boys like his homeboys. Yeah, his this man is thirty eight years old, and look what he has put together. Incredible. Joe Burrow is a year removed from ACL tell man. Two years from college, <laughs> <laughs> and to be doing this, somebody asked me. They was like, "Man, tough." I was like, "Man, it's tough." Do what I think about it. Yeah, I'm, I was. <laughs> I'm still there with it, but Joe, I feel like if Joe Burrow can come in this playoffs and man, just do something that we know we we know that he could do. If he can do it in the playoffs and get a big time win to move on, it's that's that'll do it for me. But man, we see him against one of the quarterbacks he's been for the past what three years, D three four years, Patrick Pat Mahomes. Mahomes doing his thing. I mean, just being far better than everybody. For for the past four three to four years, and for Burrow to come in there like you said, D, and just do what he did, and Jamar Chase be like, man, I don't care about nothing, honey badger, nigga. What? I don't care about nobody. I'm looking at honey badger like, bro, you done lost a step, bro. I mean, Jamar Chase out here running past these boy like he at LSU. Impressive. You know that thing look like when they played Texas week two. In, in, in college football, the way they did Texas, that's what that thing looked like, man. Jamar Chase is unstoppable. And then you try to... T. Higgins got off the week before, had almost 200 yards receiving. You stop Jamar Chase. You stop Kansas City. So, okay, we're going to lock on lock in on T. Higgins. We ain't going to let him do nothing. Then here go Jamar T- Chase. Here go Jamar Chase. And then you stop him. Here come Tyler Boyd. Who been at Cincinnati for a very long time? Then been through a few quarterbacks, but he's still doing his thing in this explosive offense. And you can't forget about Joe Mix- man, Joe Mixon going down the field catching 40, 50 yard bombs from uh, Burrow. He the running back. This thing is nasty, boy. D, I hope they could get a night. I I hope they could give Cincinnati a night game because that thing gonna be rocking in Cincy. You hear me? I want to see him. Is the conversation need to be had here about him being top five? Yes, it does. 
But I have to. I want to see what he does in these playoffs. I want to see what Mac Brown's going to do as well. But Cincinnati, man, I think it's it's, it's something there, D. Somebody losing. It's something there. Somebody losing to them. <laughs> it's something there, D. And I'm keeping a close eye on it. Somebody's losing to Cincinnati next weekend. Somebody. Mm. So you got them. I don't care who it is. Ooh. Ooh. It's only one you team. You don't care who it is. Only one team, and that's Kansas City. Everybody else, you losing. If New England going there, you're going home. You're going home. I, I look, man. <laughs> so you, you just sold on it. I'm sold for next weekend. I don't think they're gonna go to the Super Bowl, but you coming in there, boy. Number nine got something for you, boy, and that thing gonna rot, rot. Okay. Jamal Chase, them, them boys ain't conscious, bro. Them brothers ain't got it together up there. I saw what I needed to see last week against Kansas City. I know the playoffs is a different game. I get that. But Joe Burrow ain't regular. He a different type of leader. And them guts that he showed up against 15, when 15 needed that number one. Boy, Andy Reid and them boys wanted that bye. They did. <laughs> but Burrow don't wanted that AFC North. Mm-hmm. And they went and got that thing. And that was just impressive to me. So whoever is going into Cincinnati... Next week, gotta believe they might get one of those Saturday games. Somebody going to the house, <laughs> and we'll revisit that at a later time. But I just want to speak on Burry and the Bengals. Just so impressive what they're doing. All right, Black, let's stay in that division, man. The old dog still barking. Mm. That Steelers yellow and black, and Big Ben Roethlisberger with Coach Tomlin, mm. they still barking with a chance to make this playoff. Tonight, mm-hmm. all they got to do is basically watch one of these teams lose, and they in. and they will get in. And hell, it could be the the the, the Steelers going to Cincinnati mm. uh, in the first round. And what theater would that be? But Black, this might have been the last time we've seen Big Ben Roethlisberger. Big Ben has been in this league uh, for a long time, two time Super Bowl winner, uh, had incredible moments throughout his career. That Pittsburgh Steelers organization, we know what they are. And Big Ben and Coach Tomlin have been there together the last 15 years making things happen. But if this is indeed the last time we've seen Big Ben, two things, Black. What are your final thoughts on his career? And is Big Ben a top 10 quarterback of all time? And if he is not, why? Um, For me, Big Ben, man, I, I, I've been a fan of Big Ben's. Big Ben is the guy is be like, you know, don't count me out yet. He's always been that way. He's always been that gritty quarterback, you know. He does the dirty work. It doesn't look pretty, but he gets it done. A la what we seen today against the Baltimore Ravens. He gets a beautiful drive by Big Ben, man. A couple fourth down. Uh, he got to fourth down a few times and uh, executed those. And to get his team over the hump and field goal position to – Get them in the playoffs, man. It was amazing to watch. But Big Ben, we've been able to see Big Ben get drafted over his whole career, being passed on. Man, and just to land in Pittsburgh and be able to win two Super Bowls and uh, be under Mike Tomlin for this long stretch of years. He was under Mike Tomlin, man, and all the players that we've seen uh, come in Pittsburgh. It's, it's just amazing to watch his career and the things he's accomplished with that one team. He's never left. He's been nowhere else. And uh, for me, for me, Big Ben is definitely top 10 quarterback. He's definitely top 10. Uh, man, two Super Bowls, uh, multiple time pro bowler like Big Ben uh, is a great NFL quarterback. 
and he has to be recognized in that top 10 when it comes to talk of quarterbacks? Uh, for me, Big Ben's career has been, um, it's kind of like the seasons. It's kind of, you know, summer. It's kind of like spring, summer, fall, <laughs> yeah. and winter with Big Ben. When he first came to lead, he was a game manager. Had a hell of a defense. Jerome Bettis back there running the rock. Troy Palomato. I mean, they just had a lot of pieces around him, and all he had to do was not screw it up, and he didn't. They got a Super Bowl out of it, beating the Seattle Seahawks. And boy, did Sean Alexander look stank in that Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> then Big Ben elevated his game a bit. Two, I believe it was two years later, they faced the Arizona Cardinals in the Super Bowl, and at this time, he had Mike Wallace and Santonio Holmes on his squad, and they started opening up. Uh, started opening up the offensive bit. You start seeing Big Ben use his arm, throw his arm, throwing it down the field, and just being explosive, just being explosive uh, down the field. And then you seen Big Ben just go crazy, start having crazy numbers. Now you got Antonio Brown in the mix, Mike Wallace, Antonio Holmes, uh, 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 the big Le'Veon Heath, Bell, Le'Veon Bell, Big Heath out there at tight end. You just seen Pittsburgh become this arid out team. But for a long, long, long time, Big Ben couldn't beat Brady. Big Ben couldn't beat Peyton. Big Ben couldn't beat those two guys to get back to this dance. Mm-hmm. He caught Peyton early. He did. He caught Peyton early in that bizarre play with uh uh Jerome Bettis fumbling out the goal line. And let the coach was about to win the game. And by a shoestring tackle, somebody got Bob Sanders. He in. got Brady too. He got Brady too to go to the Super Bowl. Yeah, when they play I'm Arizona, saying, I'm just saying, like, just consistently beating these. Oh, guys. no, no, not consistently. Yeah, but he, he got he past them, them to get to, they get his Super Bowls. He did. Okay, but, but Brady beat him so many times. He did. He Peyton did. beat him so many times. You know, and that's what I remember him like as a great talent, a great quarterback. He is not in my top ten. He's in my top twenty. But he's not in my top 10. He mm. might make my 15. Why? Because when you look at what Ben had, when you look at what he had, Joe Flacco got a Super Bowl over him. Joe Flacco and the Baltimore Ravens mm. got a Super Bowl over Big Ben and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Shouldn't have happened. Mm. Under his care. There's a lot of missed opportunities that Ben had. Ben should have at least four Super Bowl championships, in my opinion. He should at least have four of them. I just think he missed on a lot of opportunities. Doesn't take it doesn't take away to the fact that he, you know, isn't great because he is. First ballot Hall of Famer, he is. But I I can't help but think of the opportunities that he didn't take advantage of. People say the same old age about Peyton. Well, Peyton only got two Super Bowls, but yeah, in the meantime, while Peyton uh was uh not going to the Super Bowl, he was rewriting history. Go open up them NFL history books. And let me know who's the first or second name you see in every statistical passing category in the history of this game. I'll tell you who you see. Peyton Kenneth Manning. <laughs> That's who you'll see. So, Big Ben is great. He's top 20 for me. First ballot Hall of Famer. Two Super Bowls. And hell, he might not be done. It might be a magic carpet ride waiting for him one last time. What, what if he could do it? It would kill me. Would you push him into your top 10? I will have to. <laughs> I will probably lose my mind if they just go on this ride. And it's possible. We've seen it. Trent Dilfer got a Super Bowl. Look at Eli Manning run. I mean, look at the run. So it's happened before. Hell, look at Big Ben first run. 
They ain't had no business getting there, but they got there and they won it. So, respect to Big Ben. Great career, Hall of Fame career. And we'll be inter- it'll be interesting to see if he gets another chance to uh, get into these playoffs. So, we'll see what happens. Like you said, Goody win the day for them against the uh, uh, Baltimore Ravens. All right, so the playoffs are tipping out next week. Super Wild Card Weekend. You get two games on Saturday. First game at four. Second game at eight. On Sunday, you get a triple header. You get a game at one. You get a game at four. And then you get a game at 8.15. And then on Monday night at 8.15, the first ever Monday night playoff game. Another wild card on ESPN. It's going to be a sight to behold Playoff football is here next weekend, and we will be looking forward to covering each and every matchup that goes down in the NFL. All right, Black, before we move on, let's stop by uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars here because we got to kind of talk about uh, what went down in the stadium. And I'm curious to hear what you think about this clown suit situation. Now, shout out to our Jaguar correspondent, Rashad Robinson. He went to the game today, and he was in his clown attire. And it kind of backfired on the fans today (laughs) because the fans thought the Jaguars would go in after getting their brains beat in by the Patriots last week by spotting them a 50-piece. They stopped the Indianapolis Colts from making the playoffs today by getting a big win, 26-11, and everybody's in the stadium with their clown suits, but... The Jaguars got them a win. Black, what do you think about the attempts to get Balky fired? The clown suits. What are your thoughts about today what went on in Jacksonville? Yeah, I think the whole clown movement thing was just for Balky. I don't think they wanted to see the Jag lose. It didn't seem like it. The fans were ecstatic that they was winning the football game. Shoot, they picked the last game of the season to look the best they have all year. You know, it, it, it sucks, but they... This is the best football they've played all year in, in beating the coach today. And I think that's all. They want uh, Trent Bokey out of there, man. And to see him just stand up in that booth up there, man, he'd be looking crazy like he didn't sweat it through his shirt because he's so nervous about what's going on, man. It was crazy to watch. I, I hope they get rid of I hope Shaq Khan just bite down and get him up out of here, man. Let's just start fresh. Let's just start fresh, man, because people don't want him here. We want something else here. Him and Urban Meyer didn't work for us. We thought it would be something, but it wasn't. So we got to start all over again. So I think they should start fresh again. Don't have no uh, keepovers from that old uh, staff and none of that. Get Belky out of here. Let's do something new. We got the number one pick. But seeing what I saw today, man, it lets you know it's something there. It's something there. Trevor looked good today. You know, it's something there. The defense looked amazing today. It's something there. We just need we just need the coaches, the head coach, and the right general manager to finally put this thing together, man. It's still hope, but we just need the right thing in Jacksonville. Then hopefully we can cross that bridge and get there, man. I mean, I get it, man. The fans are trying to get there, you know, have their voice heard. And um I agree, Trim Bulky should be relieved of his duties. The Jacks should start fresh start fresh and uh, get a whole new squad in the front office, just like they're going to be doing on the sidelines. Um, you know, the, the, the I don't know. I mean, Shah Khan knows what's going on with the clown situation, the whole suit thing. And, you know, hopefully Shah Khan has some um, football minds around him. 
Hopefully, Khan has taken the time to, you know, ingratiate himself with some more football minds and get some direction on what he should do. I think that is happening because you see the coaching candidate pool. Like, the, the pool is decent. It's a lot of names that are very intriguing from uh, 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 Byron Leftwich to uh, uh, Caldwell to, uh, 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 what's my man from Dallas, my coordinator, uh, Kellen Moore. Um, just a lot of names. Uh, Doug Peterson, former Super Bowl head coach. You know, and then, of course, you got the sour grapes in there, like Bill O'Brien. Uh, that name was out there. I got to think that's that's associated because Josh of Josh McDaniels. You know, McDaniels. So there's a lot of good names out there. But I'm going to say it again. I'm going to say it again. Look around the National Freaking Football League. I'm going to stop by a couple of people real quick. You see the Cincinnati Bengals this year? Young head coach. Office of mine. You see what's going on out there in Dallas for the past three years with Kellen Moore? Dallas Cowboys, highest scoring team in the league the last three years. Offense looks phenomenal. Josh McDaniels, has it been proven in New England? He has. Has he been a head coach before? He has been. Don't want him here. Bill O'Brien, former head coach. Has he had some success? Yeah, but he traded Deshaun Watson for a pack of... He, just, he traded... Uh, 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 Deshaun D Hop for a pack of Skittles and a pack of Starburst and a 25 cent Zephyr Hills water. So the Cardinals don't want him here. Start fresh, Jacksonville. Byron Leftwich is intriguing, but it makes me nervous. Kellen Moore is intriguing, intriguing to bring him here. Look at who's your face. Your face is Trevor Lawrence. What do you need to do with a talent like that? Get every bit of it that you can. Now, if you bring in Doug Peterson, would I be upset? No. Peterson's won a championship. He knows what it's like to be in that type of environment and lead guys. But the one thing that scares me about Peterson, he couldn't keep it together. He couldn't keep it together. Did he strike while the iron was hot? Did the Nick Foles and Carson Wentz thing do him in? Yes, it did. Because he didn't want to make up his mind. So we'll we'll see. Now, Jim Caldwell, would I be mad at that hire? I've seen people go back and forth about Jim Caldwell. Would I be mad at it? No. Because what Jim Caldwell will bring here is structure. He will bring a culture shift here, accountability here. Players will be forced to, you know, uh, 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 be held accountable for their actions on and off of the field. There won't be a lot of answers. I believe Jim Caldwell will have that respect day one of what he's done in this league. So, Black, what do you think about this coaching pool, the candidates, and do you think Shaq Khan is now probably has some football minds around him helping him go into a different direction? Indeed, man, I pray he does, man, because this pool is too deep, man, and, 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 and it's not over yet. We got coaches getting hired. I mean, coaches getting fired. We're approaching Black Monday. It's going to be more names getting fired to, to go back into that pool that didn't have success in other places. Why wouldn't you look at the Bears head coach? He's got the, the, the raw end of the stick with a lot of injuries and not winning much football lately here in, the, in his last couple of years. But he's not a bad football coach. I mean, it's just it's just names out there. It's a lot of names. And I have to agree with you. Like, if you look at the league, man, all these young coaches, look at the Rams head coach. 
Look at the Chargers head coach. Look at Cincinnati's head coach. The young guys who can relate to these guys, the young head coaches can relate to these guys more than your older, uh, older football coaches. Like he said, some of these coaches you'll get structure and you get you'll get you know discipline. I believe you can get that too out of the young coaches, but it's going to be more fun. It's going to be more open with these younger coaches. What what do I want to see for the Jaguars? I think the Jaguars need a little bit of everything, man. I just don't know what coach can bring it all to the table. I really don't. I love Doug Peterson as well, but I don't know if he's going to be able, once he builds something, can he keep it going? Kellen Moore, I love him. He's a great offensive mind. See him at Boise State do miraculous things when he was a quarterback. Now he's in the NFL calling plays for America's team, the Dallas Cowboys. But will he take the chance to step out and become a head coach, or will he sit in Dallas and wait? I think he waits. I think he's happy where he is. And I think he want, I believe he wants to be the head coach for the Dallas Cowboys. So I don't I really don't see what young up and coming guy behind Leftwich. It would be great because he played here. He's young. He hasn't had a chance. He's looked great with Arizona and, and Tampa. He's looked great, but like you said, D, it's just something it's kind of head scratching about him for me. I would I wouldn't be mad at it though because if anybody knows Jacksonville well he does. If he know about Jacksonville losing a whole lot and being through it, he has. So for me man, I just don't know. I just want them to be able to find a great hire and whoever the hire is, D, build a great coaching staff, man. Give me a good quarterback coach. Give me a good offensive coordinator. Shoot, I'll take the Bears uh, head coach for offensive coordinator any day. We know the guy can draw plays like the back of his head, man. When he going, when his offense going, it looks great. It looks great. Give me him as an offensive coordinator. Whoever they, whoever they do decide to hire D, and boy, I pray it ain't Bill O'Brien because mm. I'm just going to lose it. Mm. Mm. Because we right back where we started. If you hire Bill O'Brien, in my opinion. We right back where we started. And that's why they need to get Belky out of here. Because we shouldn't be hearing no news about no damn Bill O'Brien getting the interview. Let him stay where he the hell he at in Alabama. Mm. I don't know. I don't. D-Shoot, I honestly don't know what I want. I just want a coach who can come here and some change. I want to. I want a quarterback's coach to come with the head coach that can develop Trevor to get him to the levels we want to see him at. That's why we took him number one. We seen what he did today, so it's some hope there. We know it's hope for Trevor because Trevor is a great quarterback. He just needs to stop developing and getting better in the NFL. We need to get the right pieces around him to make that happen. Who the coach is going to be, D? I really don't know. I don't have a favorite. I just want them to make the right decision and get this thing on track. Yeah, I'm with you. And it's going to be fun to see in the next couple of weeks what they do. You got to think the Jaguars will have a head coach in the next two weeks uh, for sure. Um, going into the offseason, um, going into the Super Bowl, you know, Super Bowl week. You know, we just got to see what happens. Um, and it's just going to be interesting to see. I just think last year the city of Jacksonville was just clinging on to the hope. We got Trevor. Great. And then you saw this ray of light with Urban Meyer. All right. You just thought that Urban would provide 
that spark and that opportunity for a fresh start in Jacksonville. And it was really 50-50 around here. Really 50-50 around here uh, with the uh, with the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars. But um, I think this time around that Shaw Khan and the guys, they get it right. I think they get it right. I think they get a guy here. You look at McVay. You look at Shanahan. You look at the Chargers head coach. You look at Green Bay's head coach. You just look at all of this youth movement in this league. And I want to see Jacksonville go there. I just want to see them go there. If you could get Byron here, Byron comes from structure. He comes from a structure organization. I love Bruce Arians as a head coach. He come from that. He come from that. And if people are skeptical on bringing Byron in, and it's so dumb the things that I hear, they say because he's used to be a Jaguar. So? But I understand it. But I understand it. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. All right, man. So like I said, the playoffs will be starting, starting next weekend. Um, looking forward to it, man. You're going to have some excellent matchups, NFC and the AFC. And uh, we'll look forward to it. We're watching the end of this San Francisco and LA game. 24-24. Look like the 49ers may be on their way to scoring a touchdown and winning this game. Getting in the it's playoffs. So crazy. And this is why. I said it already earlier in the show. This is why I can't roll with the Rams. <laughs> this is why. They're at home. Well, what's going on with Arizona? 38-27 to Seattle, bro? Seattle been rolling the last three weeks. Oh, man. They've been Come rolling on. the last three weeks. So this game weeks. don't even mean nothing no more. Well, we'll see. They still got two minutes out there in Arizona, so we'll see. So just to the NFC West, I, we said it at the, end, at the beginning of the year, this is the most competitive division in football, and it's ironic that at the end of the year, you know, these four teams are playing and ain't nothing been resolved yet. So it's just really incredible. All right, so we're going to stop by the National Basketball Association because I got to, you know, I got something I got to say, man. That ain't none of y'all want to talk about, man, but we're going to talk about it just a little bit uh, today. Gentlemen, that's going to be a big part of Los Angeles, home of the greatest franchise in sports, the LA Lakers, and the home of the greatest athlete in the world today, LeBron James, the King. All right, Black, let's go ahead and stop by the association, man, before we wrap this up. Now, Black, we haven't talked about the L.A. Lakers in quite some time, but I necessarily don't want to talk about them. I know, I want to talk about the GOAT. <laughs> That's what I want to talk about Why you before, we, like that, bro? before we close this thing out. <laughs> now, I'm going to take it there real quick. I'm going to take it there real quick. And some of y'all might turn this podcast off, and that's fine because it ain't for you. If you don't want to hear what's about to be said for the next five minutes, and you might want to turn this off, and we'll see you next week for 159. But I'm going to ask a question. In the year 19, name me another basketball player 
in a year 19 who is doing what Ramon is doing. Now, there was a guy there who wore 23 once before. He didn't make it in 19 years, so I don't even have nothing to go on. But in his last couple of years in the league, when he was out there with the Washington Wizards, my man was on a farewell tour for two seasons. I ain't never seen Dog do none of this here. Now, this is ridiculous. Now, LeBron started off the season saying, you know what, let's ingratiate Westbrook, AD, Malik Monk. We got a lot of pieces out there. Malik Monk, shout out to you, and I apologize. Thank you. Thank you, bro, for saying that. Thank LeBron you. probably wanted to get all of these new pieces going, but it didn't work that way. LeBron suffered an early injury. AD is out. Westbrook wasn't getting together. And two weeks ago, around Christmas Day, LeBron said, you know what? Man, the hell with y'all, man. Y'all ain't finna have me out here looking crazy. The man that lost his mind again. 32. Eight and nine. Is what this man has been after. The Lakers are six and one in their last seven games. Somebody told me on Friday, boy, the Hawks finna come down there to LA. Y'all ain't played nobody, but trade boys finna get off on y'all. <laughs> the Lakers beat them boys by 20. What is going on out here for year 19 with a 37-year-old LeBron or Raymond James? I'll tell you what's going on. He's solidifying that GOAT status. Y'all don't want to talk about it. But I'm going to ask you again, who else you done seen doing this at year 19? Hell, in any sports besides Tommy. Tommy, the only one I done seen doing anything. Remotely like this guy. And the thing that's pissed me off, oh, we don't want to put LeBron in the MVP. Why not? Why not put him in the MVP conversation? Giannis, Steph, KD. I see what all these guys are doing. But when y'all going to start talking about Raymond? This man out here being a super gremlin. Mm. Every night this man done touched the flow in the past two weeks. Cedric Farr hit the chat and say the man need to be tested. <laughs> <laughs> now I know what that means if Sam said the man need to be tested. That means that boy said was in awe of the king. <laughs> That's all that means. Now, Black, maybe you can help me out, man. Because I've been sitting here pondering, knowing that the sports desk will be making its return today. I said, should I do it? Should I not? Should I do it? Should I not? But I'm doing it, damn it. The king is cooking up. And we're not even all-star break yet. Certain pieces are starting to fall in line. If I never see Clint Bazemore again, I'll be ecstatic. Malik Monk, I appreciate you. And I apologize. Somebody out there in the world said LeBron James called Russell Westbrook at one in the morning. After, I think it was three games ago when that boy had 14 turnovers. And they say LeBron told Westbrook, here's your new role on the team. You'll rebound and you'll defend. Don't shoot any threes. Play inside. 
and by God, the last two games, the man ain't made a turnover. The man took one three in the last two games. And the one he took, he hit. And he made it. <laughs> it looks like LeBron has told Frank Vogel to shut the hell up. <laughs> this is how we're playing. I'm waiting for Frankie B to be fired and Fizdale to be named the interim coach. Because LeBron's had enough. I'm watching the Lakers. I'm watching the last six games, and they don't look the same. Now, tonight, they play them boys from Memphis. Mm. Man. <laughs> that boy John ain't, ain't playing, play. boy. He ain't playing. And this going to be a great test, because I seen John go to Brooklyn Man. and lay that thing down on KD and them boys. Man, what we watching tonight, man? <laughs> it's a lot going on. <laughs> but I'm watching that Grizzlies and that Laker game, boy. Oh, so, man, what's your thoughts on the King, man? Yeah, hey, 19. Man, look, you, you said it all that needed to be said, bro. Like, look what we seeing, man. LeBron James, his first stint, his rookie year, LeBron James averaged 28 points. Six rebounds, eight assists. LeBron James, his time in Miami, averaged 27 points. Eight rebounds, six assists. LeBron James in LeBron year 19 James. is Le- averaging LeBron over 28 James. points, eight rebounds, and seven assists, and is a, once again, D, in the top 10 in assists. Once again, D, I think he's right on the outside skirts of being in the top 10 in steals, D. What are we talking about? What are you going to continue to hang over this man's head? Oh, Michael Jordan got six rings. Okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. What is he doing? Let me tell you something, man. Lil Ja, Book, this young NBA that we seeing, this man in year 19, bruh. And he playing with these... He out here playing with these boys like he one of them. He is, bruh. I mean, I'm looking... But y'all, y'all me te- Hold on, D. Let me tell you something. I'm looking at the game. I'm like, man, the Lakers, they look so good against the Hawks. I'm nodding. And then I just happened to wake up out my precious sleep. <laughs> and I see... I thought a ball was coming to me. And I'm looking at the TV and LeBron is jumping. Bing. Yes, bro. Out of the gym like he's a rookie. Man, we're flying. I thought my son was throwing a ball over my head. <laughs> I couldn't believe what I was watching. Yeah. You're 19. LeBron is having fun again. He is. He is. He is. LeBron is getting some help now. Thank you, THT, for finally showing up. God. Let's see if you can keep it going. Please. Malik Monk, I've been speaking on you. What a great pickup. Sure. But people didn't want to listen. I love you. Sure. Russell Westbrook, keep doing what you're doing, bro. If it's a conversation LeBron did have with you, keep doing that. It's working. My only conversation is for a pissing boot sitting on the bench. (laughs) Pussing boots that's sitting over there on the bench. What?
what you gonna do when you come back? I'm telling you, boy, because I'm so ready to unload. Because I'm, I'm hearing people at work, people on the street, man. Even the even the homeless people downtown say Anthony Davis need to go. What did you do in camp? They don't care about where they want to lay their head at. They want to see Anthony Davis go. I'm like, man, the homeless people want to see him go. <laughs> he lied. Man. LeBron, this is why we can we would never let the conversation go. Never. It's no reason for us to. Nope. You're not giving us a reason to let the conversation about you being a goat, about you being a goat, stop. It's no reason for that. Because you're proving us wrong every single day. And I'm hoping that the Lakers can get this. They already getting this thing going. If they win tonight, who knows what's going to happen, man? <clears throat> who knows? Because the Memphis Grizzlies is a good basketball team this year. Top five in the West. Top five in the West. I love what I'm seeing, D. I hope that Lakers can keep keep building on this. And hopefully, your guy, Mr. What's his name? Whatever you call him. What's his nickname, D? I, I don't, Marshawn. Oh, Marshawn. Yeah. <laughs> that guy can get his act together. I hope he... I'm tired of seeing him on the bench talking. I don't want to see you talking. Shut up. And watch the king work. Watch him work. Because he got to carry your garbage when you don't want to do what you supposed to be doing out here. This man in year 19, LeBron supposed to be cruising, man. He is. But he's got to be the best player on the team once again at year 19. When we got a 24, 25-year-old who can't stay on the damn flow. Mm-hmm. Well, but I love it, D. I love it. LeBron, keep doing what you're doing. Yeah, and as we close, I told people, the Lakers are now the sixth seed in the West. They are one game out of the fifth seed. We're not in the All-Star break yet. I told people. I said, the Lakers mess around and be top five in the West before All-Star break. Because you know some changes are going to get made. Clint Bainsmore already got his bags packed. I went out there myself and packed them just the other day. But they they have to get to the fourth seed because they need first round at home, and that's fine. I don't I don't they don't need to be on the road going that's into fine. the playoffs. That's fine. At this point, I don't I don't care about that. At this point, I just telling people they gonna keep chipping away and chipping away and chipping away. They gonna chip away tonight. They get a win with the Grizzlies. The Lakers when we wake up in the morning be the fifth seed in the Western Conference. Marshawn, are you inspired? Marshawn, what you watching on the basketball floor, is that amping you up? Or is getting you in the mode that you need to be in when you're on your way back? We're going to find out. Tell your real feelings, D. Tell your real feelings I, I, about look, it. Look, this is it for me, for him. <laughs> he been watching for the last three of the weeks. He got another week out. Are you inspired? Are you looking at this man and seeing what he doing, Marshawn? We need you to come back. And we and you know what it hurts me, man. Every time I see Giannis playing, I say, dang. That's what uh that's what uh Anthony Davis. That's what uh, Anthony Davis supposed to be every time I see Marshawn, man. Every time I see him, man. Every time I see him. Now, we just watched Matt Stafford throw an interception and lose the game. For the Los Angeles Rams. And this is why. This is why. 
I do not believe in them. Still a two seed, man. This is why I don't believe in them. Well, actually, no, Tampa's the two seed. Not the transition, but we're watching this game live. He underthrows Odell, who had a step on this kid. Mm -hmm. And now the game is over. House call for the 49ers. Into the playoffs. Into the playoffs. And now, guess what your first round matchup might be, Rams? It might be them boys. You might get Rams and 49ers next weekend. And I'm going to tell you this here. Money line me the 49ers. Money line me the 49ers. If the 49ers play the Rams next weekend in the first round. Money line me. I'm taking the San Francisco 49ers. Holla at me. Because this is the reason why. Okay. I know we transitioned very quickly out of LeBron and the Lakers. But this is what we've seen. Great win for the 49ers. They go scary, bro. Great I, win for I, the 49ers. I don't think it'll be the Rams they go, but... It might. It might be. Yeah. Well, I, this is the thing. With them losing, do this put Brady them into the two seed now? I don't know. We'll have to find out. We'll have to find out what everything is. But the 49ers are in, and they won't be the seventh seed. The Philadelphia Eagles already are already locked seed. in the seventh seed. So the okay. 49ers are the sixth seed, and the, if the Rams are the three seed, hello. Oh, man. Yeah. Hello. Hello. Yeah. All right, man, so that's pretty much it, man. I know we kind of transitioned kind of wild there, but we're watching these games live, man, and we're just giving our uh, full reaction. Great to be back, man. We know we were gone for quite some time uh, with the sports days. You know, we covered a lot. Looking forward to the national championship game tomorrow night on Monday. Looking forward to the playoffs starting next weekend. Still watching this basketball. Klay Thompson should be taking the floor within the next hour. So much to watch tonight. Clay's return, Lakers and Grizz, Raiders and Chargers. Just a lot, a lot to process. And I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. I, I we really ain't talk about the game tonight. Like the We did it. The, the playoff game Quick tonight. Quick thoughts on that before we get out of here. Like winning you in. I I love what the Raiders are doing. I love what they're doing. But I think, but I think for Herbert, this is his chance. This is. I know that's your boy. You I love, love him. Herbert. Love him. But this is an opportunity. He's been up and down all year. This is an opportunity to finally say you can get in the playoffs. You got your team over the hump and got them in the playoffs. Yeah. So I think this thing going to be back and forth. But I'm going to take the charge because I think Mr. Herbert can get it done. The Raiders going to be jacked up. I mean, that thing going to be crazy in Las Vegas tonight. But I'm expecting Mr. Herbert to come and play football. <clears throat> We know they have the better team, but can they put it together and get it done? I'm looking. I'm, I'm going with the Chargers tonight, D. Derek Carr is one of the most underrated leaders in the game. I love Derek Carr. I love him. He has been able to keep together this organization in the midst of John Gruden being fired and let go for his disgusting actions. Henry Ruggs, sad situation with him losing their other first round pick because he want to be a gangster rap artist in videos. Waller's injury, possibly, you know, top five tight end in this. Just been through so much. And Derek Carr has been able to keep this team together. And they are one win away from making this playoffs. I am rooting for the Raiders tonight. But that boy Herbert, <laughs> that's my dog. And they have the more talent on this team. The Chargers should win this game. 
but they won't. Mm. I don't think they will. I think the energy in that building and I think the leadership of Derek Carr gets the Las Vegas Raiders in these playoffs. I think Herbert might make a mistake that he can't come back from. Because I don't think if if Derek Carr gets the opportunity to put him away, like he did Carson Wentz last week on the road, I think Derek Carr going to put him away. And the Raiders will be going to the playoffs. I'm not even going to sit here and say I hope I'm wrong because I'm rooting for Derek Carr and his team. We haven't even really been given true insight of what this this team is really made of. We haven't been able to see because they ain't been getting coverage like that. Uh Every time they got coverage, it's been ugly. But there's something to say about Derek Carr keeping these guys together, and we should be, you know, in for a hell of a game uh, tonight. All right, Blacks, so we're going to wrap up the show, man. Great, great, great return show, Black. Any final things before we get out of here? No, man, just uh, happy to be back, man. Like D said, we we ramping this thing up, man. We was on the break. Happy to be back. Excited to be back, man, giving y'all great content. But uh, appreciate all the love and support we get from our listeners. Thank you to everybody, man. Asking when y'all coming back? When y'all coming back? Yeah. We know that I've been hearing that for the past week or two. So yeah. it's exciting, man. But happy we back. Appreciate all the love and support that we get out here. Uh, can't wait to continue to give y'all great content. Got some big things coming up, man. Can't wait. Absolutely. Thank you guys for all your support. Pressing play, sharing the link, retweeting, letting your homeboys know, your homegirls know, your family know about the sports sticks. And if you know anybody who's looking for a brand new sports uh, show to get a fresh take, a real take, a real fan's take, shooting the sports sticks, man. Let them know about DM Black. And uh, they'll be happy that they heard about DM Black. All right, man. So we're going to wrap this thing up. We're going to get out of here, man. Um, who knows? We might be back for a special playoff edition episode, which I'm gonna bet and say that me and Black will be doing a playoff edition episode uh later in the week. All right, what you think, Black? Yeah, man, I think we got to give it to him, especially with Black Monday approaching. We can yeah. see a lot of stuff happen over the next couple of days. For sure, for sure. All right, you guys take care. It says be cool, look out for one another, and uh, we'll be seeing you guys on the next episode. Until next time, y'all be good. Listening to the sports dance. Hey, this will do lunch sports, man. Come on now. You're listening to the sports show. New sports desk.